It's McShane and Rucker with Jack McShane and Oliver Rucker on VIC Radio Ithaca. Welcome to episode 15 of the McShane and Rucker Show. I'm Ollie Rucker alongside Jack McShane. We're going to talk some Knicks, some Mets, some Jets today, but uh, we'll start with the Knicks. The trade deadline is on March 25th, right? March 25th. March 25th, yeah. And uh, the Knicks have been in the, the ad, they've exceeded expectations this year. So they'll probably, it's looking like they'll probably be buyers. So there are a lot of players that they've been in on. They've been rumored, or at least been rumored to be in on. Right. Zach Levine, Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, Victor Oladipo. Um, I heard Buddy Heald recently, which I'm very yeah. interested in. I'm a, I really like Buddy Heald. My only problem is that, like, I don't know. Those are all pretty high level players. Right. You know, I in quotes, especially Zach Levine. Meaning so, high level, meaning that you have to give up a decent amount for them. Right. And I, I'm just worried that even though the Knicks are they're winning, right? They're still they're still kind of a rebuilding team, right? They're they they have a they have a team that that centered that centered around this young core. Right. And if you go after someone like Zach Levine, you're going to have to give up some of that young core and probably but and probably not just one player, but a, a couple plus a couple of draft picks, which you're going to use to build even build that young core even more strengthen it. So that's the only thing it's like they're Yeah, they're winning. But how much do you want to, you know, how much do you want to ruin what's going on here to win this year when there's probably not going to be a championship? You know what I mean? That's 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 what's going through my mind. Or do you want to keep the keep it the way it is? You'll, they'll probably still make the playoffs, but then, and then, but then continue and continue the future and get better. You know, center it around, and you could sign. They still have tons of cap space. They could still sign free agents, right? Yeah, like people that buy out. I know Drummond was yeah. mentioned as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and they keep it around, you know, Randall, IQ, uh, RJ, Mitch, those guys, and make sure you keep them. So I, I don't know. I'm conflicted because, but then on the other hand, you know, like I said, someone like Buddy Hield, Zach Levine, they sound very intriguing. Yeah, and I think you know with the Knicks, it's you, they have to weigh that because, as you said, they're they're overachieving this year. You know, I they've been kind of teetering along the 500 mark the entire year, and they, especially with the extra two teams making well, two teams in each conference making the playoffs this year, it almost gives like a larger incentive to say, let's go, let's make the playoffs. You know, they haven't been in the playoffs in what is it now, nine years, nine, eight or nine years. So it's, it, I, there is kind of that, you don't want to be desperate in that sense. But I look at a guy like Evan Fournier that could be a really good option for the Knicks in the sense that they, or even like a J.J. Redick, like a good sharpshooter, because that's what the team needs. That's what the team needs. They need shooting. They don't really have, you know, a, a good enough, three-point shooter. I mean, we can't say it's Reggie Bullock. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like they really need somebody like that, like a JJ Redick, who is a good sharpshooter. I know both of them have been battling injuries this year, but the both two of those guys, both Redick and Fournier are some of the best three-point shooters in the league. And I think that's something that the Knicks definitely need to improve on for sure. I agree. And those are two guys that won't um, break the bank. You know, they're both quality NBA players. That'll that'll greatly improve your team. They're both role players. It'll greatly improve your team, especially in one area, shooting, right? 
and but they're and they're not going to cost a lot. You know, they're not. You're not going to. You're not going to have to trade an R.J. Barrett for J.J. Reddick. You know, but you might for Zach Levine. So that's the difference. You're getting a superstar for Zach Levine, but you're also giving up too much. But if you get J.J. Reddick, he still improves your team, similar to Derrick Rose. You know, you can see what Derrick like what happened in the Knicks when Derrick Rose first came over. They 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 just improved like that. And he's a guy that'll help IQ Obi Toppin. And I think JJ Redick is the same, could be this, and, and Evan Fournier too, could be the same, could have the same type of effect. Yeah. And I think the, that's the whole point that we're trying to get at here is you, you want the team to get better at the deadline. I mean, most fans do, but it's like, you don't, like, are they really getting better if they're trading for Levine type and giving up? one of those young core guys. I mean, I don't know what the asking price is or even if the Bulls would be willing to trade them, but well, it, it kind of goes to, you have to really balance that. They're getting better right now. Yeah. I don't know that they would be. They, I don't know that they would be the next couple of years, you know, but is it worth like, it? That's what I'm saying. I think they'll be better off in five years if they don't trade for someone like Zach Levine than they would be, you know, or, but it's the same idea. I'm sure Zach Levine would probably stick around if they're going to trade for him, but you never know in the NBA, you know, you thought Kyrie Irving was going to stay in, stay with the Celtics forever. And he didn't. So loyalty is non-existent in the NBA. It just isn't there by the players or the organizations, you know, you know, everyone's like Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard's the only example of that, of, of, of loyalty. There's very few others, you know? Yeah. And I, and we've even heard Damian Lillard, trade rumors and it's so and he's refused to I mean, well bradley beal's another one too like those are really the only two guys that have kind of really stayed true to their um organizations and haven't left yet yeah, so yeah. when we see all these trades like i mean the nba is <laughs> it is built of super teams so i mean as we see like james harden's like yeah i want to play for brooklyn all right word we'll send you to brooklyn it's weird that that it's so easy for that to happen you know i feel like Paul george i want to go to la boom i know if you're under contract that should happen well like it's crazy i know and um i know and i'm a little afraid like the nfl is becoming that way too you know and then and then where does it stop you know you think they're super teams no no i mean in the sense that 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 you can you can say i just don't want to play here anymore and then you don't then you get traded somewhere you know, I mean, obviously there's been demand trade demands forever, but you know, there, there, there's def there has to be a limit. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they stayed pat, um, but geez, I mean, it's just, it's tough, tough. Cause I'm like, I want them to get better, but I, I don't I, I just I don't know what they're gonna do. I'll That's, take out yeah. injuries. Take out injuries. Here's sure. let me here's I'll answer this. I'll say this. I'll say Thibodeau's gonna say Alfred Payton, but most fans, and honestly, including myself, would say quickly should start over Payton. Mm-hmm. Um Payton, I mean, I just he's not a fan favorite. I I, I he he has it's so inconsistent. Some games like he'll have an incredible game where he'll have like like one of those like triple double nights where it's like 10 points, 10 assists, you know, like something or 10 rebound, whatever. And then other games, like he's a turnover machine. And I, I don't know. I, I, I get why Thibodeau wants him in there. He's a veteran. He's a decent, decent defensively and, and can run the point. 
somewhat, but he's not a starter on a good team. He can score. I'll give him that. He can get in the paint. He's not a starter on a good team. But he can't shoot. Yeah. He can't shoot. And, and that's if, – if you took Quickly's attributes and put it onto Alfred Payton, it would be one of the better point guards in the entire league. Really would. I know. I just I, – but I like it. But I think the biggest thing, and I said this already, was that he doesn't make the players around him better. Even if he puts up 15-20, he's putting up 15-20, and that's pretty much it. They'll still score 80 in total and lose by, like, 10. But when but when IQ is playing, maybe he'll – he'll also put up big numbers, but everyone else will also suddenly play better, you know, and they'll, and they'll win. Same with Derrick Rose, you know, and what Frank Nielakina brings, sometimes he's struggling offensively, but he's an excellent defender. You know what I mean? That's so the thing. That, do you think Nielakina has been treated unfairly by the Knicks? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. You know, I think he should have, I think he should have been playing from the get go, but I don't, but I mean, unfairly, I don't know. I mean, he was hurt for a while, you know, and it was hard to, when he went and when he got his opportunity, he took advantage of it, you know, and that's, that's, that's what, that's what you want. You know, he, he didn't, he didn't have it for a while cause he was hurt. He kind of fell out of favor that happens and it sucks. And it, it, it's, I don't necessarily agree with it. Cause again, I'm a big fan. But if, but you know what he I think he proved Tibbs wrong, which I think is exactly what he wanted, you know. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because Nilakina is like a type of player that Tibbs would love. Mm-hmm. If defense first player, mm-hmm. I mean that's what Tibbs is. Tim. And, and is capable of and is capable of scoring at times. You know? Ah, it's debatable. No, I think he is. He has. He, he has, has. He shows no aggression. That's why he doesn't play. I think he's improving though. I really do. I mean, it's the same thing with Knox. It's like why these guys don't play is they, you know, Knox isn't as obviously as good as defenders Neil Aquino, which is why he has no minutes now. He doesn't play at all. Which I disagree with, but. But who would you play him over? I Probably Alec Burks. No, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. You would rather Burks. I, I think Burks should start too over Bullock, to be honest. Um, I would, I think Burks is the bet, the, one of the better guards in the team. No, no, no. I like Alec Burks. I, but I just think that, with, first of all, I don't think. Also, Derek RJ Rose, probably would start in that small forward role anyway. I just don't think that. I, I think, first of all, I think that Kevin Knox is playing well. Right? He was. That's what we forget. He wasn't playing bad. You know, it usually you, you to, in order to follow the rotation, you have to play like Austin Rivers was, which Kevin Knox wasn't. Right. So, in that, and, and, and you're right. His defense is a little shoddy. But there are times when it's when it's bad, but there are times when it's good. It's an improvement. You know, Obi Toppin's not a very good defender either, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's it, I think I think Kevin Knox needs to be playing in order to get better. And I again I don't think he's playing bad. He's shooting the lights out. You know, we hadn't seen something, we hadn't seen that from him ever. Um, but I just and you're right, Alec Burks, I think, is is good. He's hot and cold. But I just think in the better interest of the team and of development, even though they're playing well, I think Kevin Knox can contribute to that. I don't think he's going to stop the team from playing well. But I just then you're going to have to take minutes from somebody else. That's I the know, thing. And I think, but I just think it should be a veteran. I think it should be someone like Alec Burks or, or Reggie Bullock. I don't think that you have to cut him off, put, kick him out of the rotation. Yeah, but Burks has been playing well. Why would you take somebody out of the rotation that's been he's playing been, well? He's been hot and cold. Ah, well, he had that injury, the ankle injury. and He was and hot before he got hurt, since he hasn't really been on that same level. 
He just hasn't. You know, I, I just, but I, I like it. I, I like him. I'm just saying that I like Kevin Knox a little bit more. You know. So you would rather play Kevin Knox over Alec Burks right now? I would. Yes. Only based on the fact that Knox is younger. Yeah, and I think he that you can. But that what is what is that logic? What it's about development. I think he was playing better than Alec Burks. That is the dumbest logic you've ever heard. This is a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs. We don't. No, it's we don't not he, it's not solely because he's younger, but that's part of it. It's because he's younger, but also because he was playing well. He can contribute. He can develop. He can become a star. You're so Alec Burks is trash. He's one of the best but guards. I, but I, I didn't say that though. I said he's hot and cold. So you, what do you mean you didn't say that? You want this guy to ride the pine? So Kevin, I Knox didn't say play. that. I said take, you said take minutes away. I didn't say you had to go. He had to go cold turkey. Well, take minutes away. I mean, Knox doesn't play at all. So that's what you're saying. They don't have room to play all these guys. I mean, I would rather yes. only 48 minutes in a game. I would rather have Kevin Knox be playing right now because he's not going to stop the team from winning. Where do you see? There's no evidence to show that Kevin Knox is a better player than Alec Burks. I can't believe you're saying this. I mean, this is absurd. I mean, this is not absurd. absurd. It makes perfect sense. It's a, for a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs. This isn't this isn't like a bottom feeder team that like oh yeah, now Kevin we gotta Knox play isn't but Kevin Knox isn't someone who should be riding who should not be getting any minutes any night. This guy's a first round pick. It's not like he was playing. He was a lottery pick. It's not like he was playing um playing terribly. That's the thing. Why does it matter where he's drafted? He got, he got two he years to prove he was good. From the last few years, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying he deserves to be playing. I'm not saying necessarily. I'm just you asked who I would, and I just said Alec Burks. But I'm I'm just saying. But the main point is that Kevin Knox should be playing, not that Alec Burks shouldn't. Kevin Knox had two years, two years to prove himself to be on a part of the roster and a part of the rotation. And I think he was starting to this year. I really do. He was lights out from shooting. I really do. I think I think you're. I think you're. I, I, I think I think a lot of people would disagree with you on that. Good. I, just, I can't. I, a lot I, of people I, disagree I with me about the DH. A lot of people that I have, I'm full of hot takes, Jack. You just, you know, I'm like the Skip Bayless of VIC I'm, Radio. I, <laughs> I'm the voice of reason on our show. No, oh my I disagree. Gosh. I think I think I'm just I'm just the one who's who says stuff, says things that other people are too afraid to say. I think I think we need I think we need to take a break here and uh, settle down a little bit as we move on here in the show. Coming up, we'll talk some Mets and Jets. Stay right here, McShane and Rucker here on VIC Radio. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Planned Parenthood Generation Action is a student activist group that works directly with the Planned Parenthood of the Southern Finger Lakes and the Planned Parenthood Action Fund. They are dedicated to keeping Ithaca College conscious of reproductive justice and of legislative attacks on people's bodies regarding health care. Their meetings are on Thursdays at 7 p.m. in Friends 207. To join, email icgenerationaction at gmail.com or follow icgenerationaction on Instagram. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. 
Want to help bring a little more love to your campus community? I see Random Acts of Kindness Club meets every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. in the Business School, Room 104. Stop by to socialize, participate in fun events, get creative, and be kind. For more information, please email randomactsofkindnessic at gmail.com. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. Hey besties, if you love VIC Radio as much as we do, you want to know what's going on in the studio, or you want to stay in the VIC loop, why not follow us on our Twitter at VIC Radio and our Instagram, which is also at VIC Radio. Keep listening to the best of what's next, your favorite indie music station. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Want to help bring a little more love to your campus community? I see Random Acts of Kindness Club meets every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. in the Business School, Room 104. Stop by to socialize, participate in fun events, get creative, and be kind. For more information, please email randomactsofkindnessic at gmail.com. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Planned Parenthood Generation Action is a student activist group that works directly with the Planned Parenthood of the Southern Finger Lakes and the Planned Parenthood Action Fund. They are dedicated to keeping Ithaca College conscious of reproductive justice and of legislative attacks on people's bodies regarding healthcare. Their meetings are on Thursdays at 7 p.m. in Friends 207. To join, email icgenerationaction at gmail.com or follow IC Generation Action on Instagram. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. All right, we are back here on the McShane and Rocker Show after that uh, little back and forth we had regarding the Knicks, but we're going to transition to the to baseball and talk a little Mets. Uh, not so good news coming out of Mets camp today as uh, Mets, the new Mets pitcher, Carlos Carrasco, has strained his right hamstring during conditioning after throwing an inning of batting practice Thursday. And from what it seems like, he's likely to miss opening day. Now, he was he's currently having an MRI, um, and we don't know the results of that yet. And... Um, yeah, this is a big blow for the Mets. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that were fighting for that fifth spot in the rotation, uh, especially with Syndergaard already being on the, on the sidelines. And now with Carrasco gone, I mean, they do have depth though, but it's going to be interesting to see who takes a spot in the rotation. Um, well, I think right now let's just, let's pretend he's not hurt. I think leading the fifth rotate, re, leading the race right now would probably be Joey Lucchese. Mm-hmm. He pitched well the other day. Yeah, he pitched well the other day, and he pitched well out of the bullpen about a week, maybe a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But now that Carrasco's hurt, I think that it's probably going to – it'll probably be Peterson, right? It, unless unless Yamamoto starts to, you know, light it like light it up and become an ace all of a sudden. I think it'll it'll probably – what will probably end up happening, it'll, it'll, obviously, be, uh, it'll obviously, obviously be Jacob deGrom. Stroman. Stroman. Walker. Tywan Walker. And then probably Lucchese and Peterson. Or maybe or flip however you want. Well, but, no, that's five. It's to grow. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like Peterson. Lucchese and Peterson. Yeah. But, um, and then 
I don't think I don't know how long Carrasco will be out. He'll probably be back before Syndergaard, but if not, then we'll cross that bridge. Yeah, he'll probably be back before Syndergaard. Um, that's my guess. I Unless mean, this is another Jed Lowry situation. Oh, stop. Where, he keeps, stop. where he keeps getting, you know, he's like, okay, he's almost ready. And then he's another setback. It's the but easiest 20 million a human being has ever made. I know he did nothing. He walked. That was it. He <laughs> <That's four of laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, um, you know, Luis, Luis Rojas mentioned, um, you know, Joey Lucchese and Yamamoto obviously are candidates for the fifth start along with Peterson. And then mentioned actually a couple of non-roster pitchers, including Eikhoff, Oswalt, and Mike Montgomery, who I just oh, remembered that I, they signed. Mike Montgomery pitched well the other day too. He I did. Know. And, but he'll start in triple a, um, but yeah, I mean, those, there's a lot of options, which is like a good problem to have. And as Rojas said, you know, he said, we have pretty good depth. We have a lot of guys that can come in and be in that fifth spot. So there's, there's, there's a lot of options here, you know, with Carrasco, I mean, who knows? I mean, he's 30, he, he's actually, he turns 34 on Sunday. So yeah. his birthday's coming up. So, you know, I, I, you have to be careful with guys that are getting a little bit older and especially with, you know, a hamstring injury. You have to be really careful with that. So he could be out a while. I'm definitely uh, concerned about it because he he has been injured in the past. Yeah, yeah, the horrible situation with leukemia too recently. Yeah, that's that too. That's that's that was that's something different. But it's he's right. Been no, I know what you're saying. Actually injured in the past, so it's and also like you said, he's getting he's he's getting up there. He is. And he is. So it's it's definitely concerning, especially since he came into camp with an un, undisclosed issue that he's yeah. come back from. And now there's a setback. Now there's a hamstring. I'm not. But as, the Mets are prepared for this. Like, this is good. Like, I mean, not that he's injured, but like. No, no, no you're right. No, no, no. It's, well, they, they have prepared. Like, I'll say like, yes, I agree with yeah. you. I'm just saying like, I, for Carrasco's sake. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a little concerned about it. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned that concerned that the injury is going to take longer or concerned longer, of how or he's going to come back be, or there could be more setbacks, right? There could be something else partly because of crash, but also partly be f- just because of the Mets track record yeah. of, of this happening to pitchers. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I was lying. If I said I was, I was, you know, I wasn't concerned or at least it did. The thought hasn't crossed my mind that, Oh, maybe this is this is this might turn into something extended. This might turn into sixty day, you know. And I might be getting a little ahead of myself, but it's just that has that thought has definitely crossed my mind. Yeah, and you know, kind of transitioning a little bit from Carrasco, another pitcher who's in that rotation already that's been having a really good spring is Marcus Stroman. Um, the other day, yeah. he only gave up two hits, struck out six oh, and five oh, innings. Oh, oh. Before again, another solid, solid start. Yeah. Before we move on, though, but it's about Stroman. Like they asked Marcus Stroman about Carrasco. And no, we, um, sorry again. No, but we, um, we need, we need him to be, you know, elite, you know, to be there. They're a solid rotation without him, but with Carrasco, they're elite. And I agree with, with Stroman 100% when he said that, you know, I mean, that's, so that's another thing to him i'm just yeah and also how that that affects the the rotation also and stroman mentioned this too you know when when the first um when it first broke that the mets had traded for both lindor and carrasco like stroman's like people forget how good he is like how good of a pitcher he is so this Uh is a big loss 
yeah, for, sure. for sure. And that's why I'm hoping it's not extended. You know, if it's it's not past, long past opening day, but it, I'm just I'm afraid that it might be. You know, but, but anyway. Being but being positive though, Strowman's been fantastic. Yeah. No, 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 he's been on. I was about to say like on more. He's been fantastic. He's been great. And you know, he sometimes like these guys like that have a lot of confidence. Like it's all talk, and he's really proving that he's. I mean, I don't want to say Cy Young. Let's not go crazy, but he backs it up. A, he, a, he definitely he, backs up what he says for sure. Yeah, he absolutely backs it up. Like you said, there's a lot of talk. There's a ton of talk. Right. Everybody, even P, even even kids our age. Yeah. There's there's a there's a ton of talk, but not there's it's it's when someone backs it up, it's refreshing. It's great, and and he he does. You know what? Do you know what his stat line was from? today or from thursday yeah i he he um he only gave up two hits he struck out six in five innings oh you know and that's great i mean it's actually he's not really a strikeout pitcher but i mean he's i'm i'm, I'm very excited about stroman you know how i sorry marcus goatman goatman you know, you know how how excited i was when when he and you know him. and you know kind of staying with stroman and this is kind of hasn't really been mentioned that much because you know the focus obviously is on Lindor and Conforto is that he's up for contract after this year I I you know like we talked about this last week yeah I'm, I'm just I like do you like, think they resign him I don't think they do I hope that I I hope they do I mean I I hope they they start to talk a little bit of extension. I think they might I think the Mets might price him out I hope not I really hope not I mean because I just I think he's he wants to be here I love the energy he brings and he's a great, he's a great pitcher. Mm. You know, he's what makes this, he's part of what makes this team so fun to watch. So, so, so it's like, I, and it's, I, I really hope that they don't screw, they don't mess this up. You know, I, I want Marcus Stroman to be a Met for a long time. And I think he, here's the thing. I hope here's... Was, because like I told you too, what Gary said the other day really like struck me. Like when he's like, you know, Syndergaard, Lindor, and Conforto are the ones that are brought up, but not Stroman. And you better believe that he knows that, you know, and that, that was like, oh my God, like, I hope that's not the case. You know, I, I want Stroman to be here and I want the Mets to want Stroman to be here, you know? So, but the thing is, and, you know, not to dig too much into a rabbit hole on this, we'll move on to, you know, another thing in a second with the, with the, the contract extensions, you know, for the Mets, I know we've mentioned Lindor, Conforto, Syndergaard's also up for contract, and um, Stroman. I mean, you got to expect one, maybe two of them will probably hit free agency. Yeah, I know. And it's that, just a matter of who. Hopefully it's not Lindor. Yeah, well, I mean, listen. The, he doesn't sound like he's about to sign either, which is concerning. No, but they said like – It's very like, noncommittal. It's starting. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's they're playing Lindor, game. Lindor and Conforto, they're going to take, they're going to be locked up for a long time if they are, and it's going to take a lot of money. Syndergaard and Stroman, maybe not, right? Unless Stroman has a, has an amazing year. It'll, it'll, they will, it'll be less expensive and probably for shorter term, right? I mean, Stroman's going to want 20 million plus. I mean, he's already getting that in the qualifying offer. I know. It's just, it's, yeah, there, you're right. There's it's it, in a perfect world, of course, you'd like all four to be extended, right? But that's probably likely not going to happen. Probably not possible. You have to pick. You have to you have to really pick and choose. You know, yeah. and, it, and it's really hard. You know, everybody loves. They're all all four are fan favorites. All four are are really good players. You know, it's it stinks. 
it, it's a tough situation, but I hope that I hope it all works out. I'd love for all four of them to be Mets forever, you know. So it's just, but it, it you never know. It's 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 a it's a it's an it's a very interesting. It's a complicated situation. Yeah, it's definitely a complicated situation, but we're going to stay on the positive side of things here. Um, Governor Andrew Cuomo announced the other day that there will be fans in both yeah. Yankee Stadium and City Field, but we'll focus on City Field. Starting um, April 1st, which is opening day. Yeah, well, and then for the Mets, it'll be April 8th, which is their home opener against the Marlins. Um, mm-hmm. And there will be 8,492 fans in City Field, which is very exciting. I know. Very exciting. Yeah, it's so exciting. And, and we, don't, we don't have to watch the the silly uh, video game fans on the na- national broadcasts anymore. Yeah, you know the cardboard cutouts were kind of uh, they weren't as exciting as I thought they'd be. No, <laughs> but I I just I'm a uh, I'm, I'm I'm that was I'm so excited I can't wait to go back to the ballpark. You know, there's nothing there's nothing better than than going than you know I'm so excited. Yeah, and you know just to kind of add on to, to that. Um, anybody that goes to the games are going to have to provide, um, you either have to provide proof that you got vaccinated or a negative COVID test within 72 hours of going to the game, mm-hmm. um, which is the same, I believe, for the garden, right? That's the same type of rule. Um, I can tell you. Yeah. So the garden's doing the kind of similar thing where they're allowing, I think the garden's 10% for the next, And then, um, so yeah, we're starting at 20%, hopefully, because you know, with I guess it's pretty easy to social distance in a, in a baseball stadium than it is, you know, an NBA arena. So I, I really think that now this is a bold statement, but I really think that by the playoffs, which hopefully the Mets will be in, I really think we could have full capacity. I really do. I hope so. I mean, that might be wishful thinking, but I, I hope so. That's what I said. I mean, it's, it's bold, but. No, you know, no, it, no. It, I, hope to, I mean, hopefully, I mean, if the, if the vaccine rollout is successful and yeah. every, and everything starts to look up, then sure. Why not? I just, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, knock on wood. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want anything to, I don't want to get my hopes up in, in that department. Yeah. And I mean, can we just talk about the fact of how this past year we've really realized how important fans are to sports? I mean, I feel like that was kind of, kind of overlooked, it's especially not- over time. Like and that, it's not the same. It's not. It's watching, watching the game, it. and it's just. I imagine it's it's weird for the players too. You know, like yeah, like I wonder if it's it's probably really hard for them to like motivate themselves to play in front of nobody. You know, like it's. I know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know that it's it's probably easier to motivate for a bunch of people, but I mean, they're a professional athlete. I think. I think it's just. I just think it's just the atmosphere is different. The they're the way that they the way that they play is different. I think that it's, it's nice to have a support system, obviously, you know, it's easier to, if you're down 20 in a basketball game, it's easier to try and get the juices flowing to make, to make mount a comeback when there's fans there all rooting you on than there is, you know, with nobody there, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I was, I'm super excited to go back to city field and, um, I, yeah, I can't wait. Maybe maybe you'll get the chance to watch uh, Luis Guillorme have another 22-pitch at bat again. That was cool. That was awesome. How about him this spring? He's been unreal. He's been great. He's been great. He's, he's definitely – It's. I was thinking about it the other day. Like, yeah. Like the last few years, it's like he's been, you know, all right, maybe he'll make the roster. Yeah. He's, a, he's in AAA. But this year, he's he'll be on the major league roster. 
Oh yeah. Now he's just that's part's done. Now he's just fighting for whatever his role. You know, he's not. I don't think he'll start. He'll be the starting. I don't think he'll start. Right. At least not. Yeah, I think I think JD Davis has a third base position locked. Yeah, I agree. Um, I at least right now, you know, right now, yeah, it's gonna things could change. By the end of spring training, I think it'll definitely be JD Davis. We never know how the season will turn out, but. Um, Guillaume will definitely, he's definitely going to make the roster. He's definitely going to get a lot of playing time. Um, yeah. And he's versatile enough where he'll definitely get starts, you know? So I, I think that we, he, we saw last year, he, he's not, he, he obviously can defend like all get out, but he can also, um, he can handle the bat. He doesn't hit for power, but he can, he can get on base. He hits, he hits all, to all fields. Obviously, he, he can put together a heck of an at bat. So it's longest just, ever, I think, right? Men will be history. What? Well, and can you say that? Can you say that in spring training? So yeah, that's the yes. So the the stat reads: it says Guillermo's epic battle is the longest recorded plate appearance in MLB history. So that includes any spring training, any regular season, any playoff game. So that's every, um, and that this now to preface this isn't. MLB history, meaning history back to when it was first recorded in 1988. Um, but I mean, that's still incredible. Yeah, that's still, it's still it, impressive. He beat Brandon Belt, who had a 21 pitch at bat in 2118. He beat him by I, one pitch. I remember that actually. I was, I was thinking that I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was longer or not, but I do remember the Brandon Belt at bat. Yeah. But as you were saying, great contact hitter. No. Yeah. I just, he's definitely going to, he's definitely going to contribute to this team and he's going to be a big, big fact he's gonna there he's gonna be a big part of what of the Mets success you know um I think he'll be the first guy off the bench he'll come in for defense and like I said he'll get starts you know he's versatile enough he can play he can play second short and third I I think I heard first I yeah wrong but I thought I heard that they might give him reps at first too I mean that would be well, probably like a last ditch option but yeah, yeah oh of course because they don't need any more first baseman right. I'm just saying it's just, it, it just it helps to be more versatile yeah no but, for sure so I'm, I'm very excited about Luis Guillorme here's the thing with Luis Guillorme that we were you know talking and about beard's back. it's not the Fu Manchu anymore it's it the beard's back so. <laughs> well, yes. and here's the thing we were talking about with Luis Guillorme that we were mentioning about with some other players the fact that and I don't think a lot of people are really mentioning this is that Chili Davis is now in person with the team do you think that's had an effect on Pete Alonzo? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, yeah. is it is it to the effect where, I mean, Pete's obviously probably done some stuff on his own in terms of looking at his film and improving his swing and bat speed, and he's obviously had an unbelievable spring, probably the best of it. I mean, he is he's scorching hot, and he wasn't last year. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think Shelly Davis being there plays a, a large role, for sure. I agree. I mean, for it, 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 I mean, it can only help, right? Last yeah. year, you know, I mean, some of the Mets, some didn't, but some of them struggled, and maybe that was maybe it was because of Chili Davis, but maybe maybe his absence, but it maybe it wasn't. It's just nice to have him in person, you know, and, and when they're going through hard times, to have someone to go to, especially someone with the pedigree of Chili Davis, you know. Um, when Pete Alonso hit fifty home runs, Chili was in the dugout, you know. When he was struggling, he wasn't. So hopefully there's a correlation there, and hopefully there's a correlation between what Pete's doing right now and Chili Davis. I mean, that would be that'd be great. 
Yeah, it would be. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, I mean, Chili Davis, I mean, you know, the Mets had a rough year last year, but, you know, I think with him, I, re- I really do think that was, that is like a big deal, like him coming back. I don't know why. Like, I just, I just think him being there is going to have such a big impact on the way the bats, the bats are this year. I sure. agree. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, we're going to take uh, another break and come up we'll talk some jets they signed a couple free agents that are going to be big pieces for the team next season you're listening to the mcshane and rucker show here on vic radio vic radio is the voice of ithaca college here's a campus organization you can get involved in want to help bring a little more love to your campus community i see random acts of kindness club meets every monday from 8 to 9 p.m in the business school room 104 Stop by to socialize, participate in fun events, get creative, and be kind. For more information, please email randomactsofkindnessic at gmail.com. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Planned Parenthood Generation Action is a student activist group that works directly with the Planned Parenthood of the Southern Finger Lakes and the Planned Parenthood Action Fund. They are dedicated to keeping Ithaca College conscious of reproductive justice and of legislative attacks on people's bodies regarding healthcare. Their meetings are on Thursdays at 7 p.m. in Friends 207. To join, email icgenerationaction at gmail.com or follow icgenerationaction on Instagram. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. Hey besties, if you love VIC Radio as much as we do, you want to know what's going on in the studio, or you want to stay in the VIC loop, why not follow us on our Twitter at VIC Radio and our Instagram, which is also at VIC Radio. Keep listening to the best of what's next, your favorite indie music station. VIC Radio is the voice of Ithaca College. Here's a campus organization you can get involved in. Want to help bring a little more love to your campus community? IC Random Acts of Kindness Club meets every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. in the Business School, Room 104. Stop by to socialize, participate in fun events, get creative, and be kind. For more information, please email randomactsofkindnessic at gmail.com. Want to get your organization's message on the air? Email community at vicradio.org to connect with the Campus Community Involvement Director. All right, we're back. We're going to talk some Jets. Free agency is in full swing. They signed a couple of uh, really good key players, including wide receiver Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And he was the fifth overall pick. Um, Wasn't he the pick right before Jamal Adams? Or was it Leonard Williams? Oh, I, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Well, doesn't matter. All that matters is he's now a New York Jet. Three years, $37.5 million for Corey Davis. He will be wide receiver one for the Jets next year unless they sign somebody else. Probably. Um, what do you think? You, I, you really like Corey Davis, right? I do. I do. He had a, he had his best year last year, right? So he's, he's trending upward, which is he great. Picked a good, he picked a good year to have a good year. Yeah. For a, for a rebuilding Jets team. Um, yeah. If Sam Darnold sticks around, he's a great weapon to have, right? So, and he's still young too, and he hasn't reached his full potential yet. 
Um, and then to go alongside Denzel Mims, who is also still young and uh, developing, uh, I think it's great. And, you know, we've heard they're in the market for Juju Smith-Schuster. Yes. Which, which would certainly be something if you could have those three, you know, you could have uh, Juju and Corey Davis and um, Denzel Mims, and then I'm I'm here. I'm sure Jamison Crowder will remain in the slot for this year. I think. Did you see what they were saying? Is that if the Jets sign Juju, Crowder is gone? That's what they were saying. I didn't hear. I heard that. I heard it. I heard that Crowder would probably stay. No, I think I saw. I saw something where it was like. You know, if the Jets were to sign Juju Smith-Schuster, which I don't know, I, it just doesn't seem like they have so many other needs, and he's just, I don't know, he's a character of his draft. own. And they have the draft, too. That's another thing. So it's, it's and they, well, they also signed Keelan Cole from the Jags. I, I don't think it's like a, it shouldn't be a, yeah, not too much money, five and a half million, good receiver. He had a good year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like five or five or 600 yards receiving with, um, Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. He was good. He was decent. Like he had a couple decent years when uh, Bortles was there when they made the uh, AFC Championship game. I remember he had that unbelievable one-handed catch against the the Patriots in that uh, AFC Championship game. That's the first thing I thought of when they signed him. It's like, really? oh yeah, like he was that guy. Um, but yeah, I think the Jets wide receiver core is good. I think they should draft one. I don't think it's good enough. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, you, okay. They they let's let's pretend they keep number two. Yeah. And they don't draft a quarterback. Would you rather go Devontae Smith or would you rather go um would you rather go Devontae Smith or would you rather go like uh Sewell? Is it Sewell? Sewell, Sewell yeah. Sewell. Um rather go him. I mean from Oregon, the tackle. Because if you go Devontae Smith, it's very possible that Creed Humphrey, the center, is, would still be available. Who you know I'm a big fan of, and his so, well he's a center though, so it's a little bit different. Man, it's I don't tough. know. It's Are tough. You? I don't know. I think I think the wide receiver draft the draft class for wide receivers this year is really deep that you don't necessarily need to do it on the second pick. Like I feel like if I'm kind of going into the mind of Joe Douglas that he would rather pick an offensive lineman just based on what what his free agency looked like last year as well as the draft. I mean, you look what they picked last year. They picked Beckton who had a really good year. I mean all rookie and it's a, I mean, hopefully unless he gets injured, but a cornerstone left tackle for the team. Like I, I really think that if they, if they were to keep the number two pick, I think they pick Sewell. I, I really do. I don't it, think they're really, they don't draft a quarterback. I, it well, no, that's well, ugh, that's again, that's another question. Um, or if they, if they say, okay, here, how about this? Let me just say this. If they say, listen, Sam Donald's our quarterback. We're going to stay with him. Um, which I still to this day don't know what they're going to do, but we'll know soon. Um, I, don't gonna, I don't think they're going to trade for Watson. No, and now Watson's in the news because he's apparently sexually assaulting or abusing uh, masseuse and like all these he's been, crazy... he's been accused. He's been accused, right? Allegation. He's proven guilty. You're right. Um, so now he's in the news and it would take a King's ransom to trade for him anyway, which I'm not really a fan of because if they trade for him, he's got a big contract and they can't spend on other players, whatever. But let's just say they keep Darnold. I think they have to take a tackle. And I, I, I think as they, as they've shown, I mean, in free agency, they've already signed two wide receivers and more could be on the way. I, I, I think that they should go with the offensive tackle. 
from Oregon. Penine. So does that, does that mean that? So does that mean that you you passed on Creed Humphrey later in the first round? Um, the center because he's not a, he's a center, so it's different. But well, I think I think Douglas has confidence in um, McGovern because I mean, if if he didn't, he would have went for Corey Lindsley, and there were reports that they really didn't even make an offer to him or, or Rodney or trading for Rodney Hudson or trading for Rodney Hudson or um, some of the others uh, some of the other centers that were on the left. Oh, Alex Mack was another one that was on the list. Um, no, that's a free centers, that's and good. Joe Douglas didn't want any of them, so it kind of shows that he's like, No, I'm McGovern's our star. Planning on drafting Creed Humphrey, but well, I mean, they just signed McGovern last year. I mean, that makes no sense. And he yeah, had a side, yeah. was he good last year? I don't know what his revamped like stud line with Becton lining up again, lining up next to Creed Hum- like Humphrey or Sewell, or I think that'd be pretty cool. Right. Yeah, I I think my gut tells me they're going to go some offensive player and with the 23rd, what is it, 23, right? 23rd pick. Um, or 20, I forgot what number it is. I think it's the 23rd. Um, I think they would go, I, I honestly think they can go for one of the running backs, either Najee Harris or um, the clumsy guy, Etienne. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's actually, that's. Who's their running back? I mean, it's not Josh Adams, God forbid. No. I actually like Josh Adams. I was actually happy they he's brought him back. He's not a starter. I mean, no, no, no. He's not a starter, but I, I, I like that they brought him Oh, and they have, they have P. Ryan. P. Ryan. That's right. Yeah, they do. But, okay, but who's the RB? Ty Johnson, too, but who's the RB1? Ty Johnson wasn't bad, though. No, he wasn't. That's true. He was not. But he was, again, though, like it's kind of. Ready? Can you trust him to be a RB1 right now? No. No, no. you can't. If there's there's one jet signing that I'm particularly excited about under the radar, Justin Hardy, special teams yep. from the Saints. Something Ooh, about him. Yeah, I, I haven't seen his uh I haven't seen his interview yet, but you said you did. You said it was awesome. Yeah, I mean he was talking about, you know, playing for his family and playing with a lot of heart. I mean, it's I mean we're talking about a special teams guy here, so it's not like the biggest name in the world. No, but you love that energy and, you know, you love, you know, you love someone who goes out and wears their heart on their sleeve and leaves it out all on the field, leaves it all out on the field. Um, I have a, I have a, fr- a friend who's a, um, who's a Saints fan. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure who, what to think about Justin Hardy. So I asked him and he told me, um, I, he said that he's a solid special teams guy fast is explicitive good explicit you know uh, yeah good tackler good leader doesn't really get in on anything other than special teams which is fine but that's what they signed him for but that's that's great that's a great scouting report you know? one of the things that one of the things like that when you know that you signed a good player is when fans of the team that he left are you know mad about him leaving because apparently yeah. there was a ton of saints fans now, this guy, granted, like in the grand scheme of things, we're, I'm just talking NFL. I mean, he's still making millions of dollars, but his contract's not that big. I think it's like three years, like six million. So it's relatively cheap. But then the Saints, who are cap, you know, have a lot of cap problems. I mean, they somehow figured out a way to sign Winston. Um, but I think, like, in terms of culture here, I'm going to try to find the quote that he said. Uh, um, he said he, when he was asked about what makes him such a good special teamer, he stood up and pointed to his chest and said, I don't know if you can see it. I got heart. And he, he referenced, he, he um, referenced his mom who passed away and, you know, talking about how he can't disappoint her. And 
he won't be denied of his goal of, you know, being successful in the NFL and, you know, winning a championship. So, I mean, just seeing that already, it's just, you definitely want that type of guy to be on your team for sure. 100%. I'm, I'm very excited about that. And, you know, again, like you said, someone uh, who's just a, who's a special team player, when their fan, when the fan base is upset, they leave that that's a good thing. You know? Yeah. I mean, so it, it takes, it does take a lot for you to be ex- excited about a team signing a special teams player. I mean, even yeah. If- um, I'm, there are other for Jeff. Yeah. And actually let's on staying on the jets free agents when they signed uh, Carl Lawson actually did an interview a couple days ago too. And when asked simply, why did you sign with the jets? He um, said, Robert Sala, that was his reason. Yeah. He said, it's like yeah. keep going with the Mets. Like there's just a culture change, you know, People it's exciting like, to see. You want to be here. It's exciting. I think I think it's the tide is turning where it's it's maybe the Jets aren't going to be that good this year, but it's becoming fun to be a New York fan again. You know? Yeah, okay. and I think I think also well, actually, just sticking with Lawson for a second, he also mentioned um, in his interview a couple of days ago about how he actually before Sala was even hired, he was already watching videos. Um, of him, you know, on the 49ers sideline and some of the schemes that they were running. And then once he got hired by the Jets to be the new head coach, he was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to play here. Yeah. And the it's Jets awesome. gave him – the Jets also gave him good money. So that definitely played a role in it too. I mean, $15 million a year. I mean, you don't turn that down very often. No. So That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about him. Um, there are other questions, though. Yeah. You know, like I I'm, 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 was thinking about C.J. Mosley the other day. <sighs> good one though you know he opted out he's played what was it like two games as a jet since he was given big bucks and he's gonna he'll he's probably gonna come back this year what, but what are you gonna get from him and also you know he's a middle linebacker you in terms of other linebackers do you want to try and bring back terrell basham who had a good year um i mean they're receiving trade calls on mosley apparently that's what was yeah. reported a couple days ago now will they trade him probably not yeah, so um, it was the other uh, Trell Basham, and there's there was another. Um, well, actually, I can't remember. But anyway, there are other Jets free agents who had great years last. Hold on, season. Terrell Basham, as we speak, has just signed a two-year deal with the Cowboys, so oh. that is not an option. <laughs> All right, so then take take him literally off a minute ago. <laughs> we'll um, take him yeah, off. five and a half sacks last year for the Jets. So anyway, all right, so He's not going back. back. So never mind. Never mind. We'll forget. We'll forget about him. But um, there was there was a, there was one other. I can't remember right now. But well, they I'm, signed Gerard I'm, Davis, who's going to play outside linebacker. Yeah, alongside. But that's but a good signing. But what are you going to get from CJ Mosley, though? I think he's still good. Yeah. I think. I mean, hopefully, he's been training since he's been up since he's well, opted I'm, out. He has, but he's, he's actually been, not that old. Like he's only no. twenty eight. But it's different when you haven't been playing for, you know. Yeah, I guess look at Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So I just. Le'Veon Bell's a good example of that. I mean, he was trash with the Jets. Well, you can't say that. He didn't play ever. (laughs) I mean, he did and then was horrible. And then they traded him and he said, oh, I'm going to win a Super Bowl, go to Kansas City. And then they, you know, get stomped on in the Super Bowl and then he didn't even get his ring. So who's laughing now? Do you have a problem with Le'Veon Bell? I don't know. I mean, why? I, I don't. Why would you have a problem? I no, well, I don't. I got. I don't have a problem with it anymore. He's not on the Jets anymore. I mean, he's he's 
What's your what's your beef with with Le'Veon? I don't know, man. I just I was never a fan of the signing to begin with. I'm never ever a fan of paying running backs long term money. It's just I always think with running backs, you could really have a swinging door kind of mentality where you play with you have a running back for a couple of years and then he hits free agency and then you don't really pay him. He wants big bucks, you don't pay him the big bucks, and then you just draft another young running back. Because mm-hmm. these guys' legs like die off really quickly, especially even the good ones. I mean, there's obviously some exceptions. I mean, I know Adrian Peterson's still hanging around on some teams, but for the most I part. I mean, I hear that, but why is that like a personal like beef? With I don't know. I mean, it's just like the holdout thing was kind of messed. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I just, I was never, I was never a fan of him. I just, I just never was. Like, I, I just thought, I mean, it doesn't matter now. He's not on the team anymore. No, no. I was just curious. I mean, I never heard of any Jet fan. I had no problem with Le'Veon. I liked him. I thought he was a leader, and I thought he wanted to be here. But it just – it was Adam Gase and the culture that forced him out, and you know, and that's not fair. I, I didn't know – I hadn't heard of anyone having a problem with him before. So I was just, but I don't you remember there were reports about, like, you know, when McKagan had signed him that um, – I'm not sure if I, – I, you know, it was a little bit of a while ago, but I know – when McCagan had signed him, there were reports that Gase didn't want to pay him that much money, and it was already some rift there anyway. I mean, Gase is hard. Yeah, but that sounds like an Adam Gase problem. It Not is a Gase you know, problem. Okay, but it is a Gase problem. But Bell was on the team. He wasn't good enough, and now he's not. I mean, it's like that's that's factual. Well, it is, but I think that the biggest problem was that Le'Veon Bell was in Adam Gase's scheme, and they didn't get along, and he didn't play him. He didn't play him every single yeah, every single week. There was always some problem with him being like after the game, like not saying it directly, but being like, "Oh, I, I you know, I need more touches, or I need you know more touches as a receiver, like whatever." It was always something after every game, and it just it was very frustrating. And like when he got traded, I wasn't. I don't even remember what my reaction was. I didn't really care because the team was just garbage at that point. But I mean, he wanted to leave. I mean, it was kind of kind of ironic, right? Because after Jamal Adams left or got traded, you know, Le'Veon was like, no, I'm staying with the Jets. Like, you know, Darnold's going to be a good quarterback, like, et cetera. And then he's out the door in six weeks after he says that. It's like, I don't know. Just didn't like the whole situation. That's just me. I mean, I mean, that's respect. I just never heard that before, so. Yeah, but anyway, with CJ Mosley, I think I actually think he'll be really good next year. I have a just a good feeling, you know, with a good again, coaching matters in this league, especially with the Jets bringing in the defensive minded head coach. Um, I think that it would benefit guys like Mosley. I mean, it might take him a couple of weeks to obviously get readjusted, considering that he hasn't played a full season in at well in what will be two years. Um you know, and yeah, I mean, he's only played, he's only played two games with the Jets, and he's getting paid all that money. So, I don't know, but I I, I think he'll be good. Yeah. Um, I I hope so. I'm just not, I'm just not sure what to expect. I'm 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 I hope he's good. I just don't know. I mean, like you said, he is still young. I'm sure he's been training, but there's no substitute for in game experience. When you haven't played in two years, you're bound to be a little rusty. Figuring out who the quarterback for this team is going to be is the thing that's going to. Be- any offseason any signing like none of this matters like in my opinion if they draft a quarterback i mean they set themselves back i think two or three years i agree i really do i really do 100 you you know you know there's so many like i can't like fans are just i don't know like i i don't want to say they're delusional because they actually 
some of the points I do agree with. But just with the whole Darnold situation, I mean, if you look at the roster that this guy's been given the last two, three years, I mean, and the code, yeah, you'd be, uh, yeah. yeah, you'd be better off throwing a million at this one. It's just like, I know. it's Speaking unbelievable. Of, I mean, Rashad Perriman signed with the signed with the Lions. Yeah, good for him. Good for Jared, him. Jared Goff has a, a Jared Goff has got a lethal weapon now. Yeah. As I say that, he's going to have a uh, a um, uh, a really good year for them. Actually. Some breaking news here that's actually a pretty big deal is that the Bears are releasing um, all pro Kyle Fuller. That they, be, wow. I, I heard that they might. Yeah, they just released him just now. So that could be that's an option. That's an option. Yeah. Because who's the number one corner? Well, I think Bryce Hall is going to be Bryce Hall's to the number one corner. I did you not hear? I listen to what I'm saying. I, I'm not. Listen to my words. I didn't say he is. I said he's going to be. He's going to be next he's year. He's going to steal the draft. If he wasn't right. hurt, he would, be in, he would be in round one or two, but he wasn't. He was hurt. He's going to be. But I think, bro, if you could get Kyle Fuller, I think Bless Austin's not right now, too. But if you could get Kyle I don't know. Fuller, I mean, there's reports. He's, he's underrated. He's underrated. I like him. Who? Kyle Fuller or Bless Austin? Oh, Bless Austin. Yeah. I think um, he's CB1 right now, but I don't think he will be. For especially if yeah, and as far as the Jets um, with cornerbacks go concerned, um, they've touched base on some of the markets of a few free agent quarterback quarter cornerbacks, including Adoree Jackson and Russell Douglas. Um, and they haven't, they also had semi interest in uh, Kawan Williams, but it seems as though cornerback is going to be more of a draft priority than a free agency priority. But then again, with Fuller getting free agency, it could change. That's, that's that's a huge deal, but he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get paid a lot of money though. But think about how much COVID's affecting this. I mean, the in any normal year, the Bears aren't getting rid of him. I mean, it's just the cap casualty. Also, speaking of the Bears, Mitchell Trubisky signed with the Bills, so he'll be their backup quarterback with Josh Allen. Yeah. I don't really understand the logic, but hey. Well, because he probably got no other offers because he's not a good quarterback. No, he's not. He's a. Uh, and how about Andy Dalton today in his uh, in his press conference with the Bears when he got when he got introduced he was he was a, he was assured that he was going to be the starter. So oh, Bears fans went to sure. be like Bears fans were you know talking sure. on Twitter all the time, talking on Twitter all the time in the last week about how Russell Wilson was coming for them, and now they're now they're stuck with Andy Dalton. Yep. So good luck. Good I luck. shouldn't be saying that because I couldn't tell you the Jets' quarterback is, and we're a month away from the draft, so. <laughs> I gotta be careful right now, with what I'm John, saying. I hope it stays that way. But uh that'll do it for us. It will on the mixed chain and rucker show on VIC radio. Um that will we, do it are, for us. Are we are we podcasting? Are we on Spotify now? We are yeah. on Spotify. It starts at 4 p.m. today. If you want to listen to us 4 p.m. today on Spotify, um just search up VIC. And it should be under the weekend sports shows link. And you can listen to the show from this week as well as shows from previous weeks. Is it on anchor too, or just Spotify uh, for right now? It's on Spotify, but hopefully um, in the next couple of weeks, it should be on anchor. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'm all, I'm Oliver Rucker. He's Jack McShane. Uh, nice. We'll see you next week. Have a good, have a good weekend, everybody.